Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Week Forecast. And I welcome you to the December 12th through the 18th, I think it is. Yeah. Um, December 12th to the 18th um, for Astrology Forecast. And I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your astrologers here today. And, um, and I'm also a psychic and a medium and an author and all kinds of things. You can find all of that information out at my website, divineandrogen.com. And hi there, I'm Brighthawk. Musician, storyteller, author of the book, The Dancing Hippo, a wonderful book about resilience and it's gender neutral and it's super fun. Great gift for the kiddos at this time, if you're interested. You can find more at brighthawkproductions.com. And it's great to be back. It's great to be doing soul astrology with you. With you. And this is? I'm LaCrosse Ortiz, jack of all trades, master and nun. Um, I'm here as an avid learner, student, and picking the brain and trying to give a little different insight. Fantastic. And we're grateful to have you with us, LaCrosse. Thank you. All right, well, let's get started. Let's have a little meditation before we get started. Take a few deep breaths. Just let it all go, everything that's been going on today. And just shake it out. And close your eyes if you can and allow your body to just relax. And you take this little moment to allow your mind to just relax and wander into the stars as if you were standing outside on a perfect night staring at the stars with the sky dark off to your side and if you were to just be lifted up like you were light as a feather up up into outer space so you could just float with all of the planets and as you come off of the planet Earth, you can see the planets moving around. And as each one of those planet passes by you, you can sense the energies of those planets. 
ancient history that is within them. And the age of the universe and how old it really is. And as you float past the moon and you recognize Saturn off in the distance with its rings going around and Pluto seems to glow almost like the moon off in the distance. sense the ancient in the sky, the ancient of the universe, and that you are just a very small piece of the universe, and each one of the planets, them serving their own rotation, their own way of going round including the sun and its way of heating things up. And how everything rotates around on its own path. And you can sense the message from Saturn coming right down to you reminding you that you too have your own path in the world. And as Saturn delivers that message into your mind like a download on your computer, you recognize that it is time to walk your own path in your own way And it pushes you back towards planet Earth. And we thank Saturn for that gentle reminder, that karmic reminder, that each one of our paths is uniquely defined. And if we ever need to question our path, the answer is within our chart. Just look to the stars and the planets and you can find your way. You are pushed past the moon and back down to planet Earth. And you land right back in your seat where you are here and now. You recognize that your feet are perfectly on your path, just the way you were meant to. And that's what brought you here today to the Soul Astrology Forecast. Just take a deep breath and have a deep acceptance for your path just the way it is. And as you start to feel that sense of acceptance all over, Wiggle your toes and come completely into your body.
stretch your fingers. You can smile and know that your path is perfect just the way it is. Thank you, Brighthawk, for that beautiful music. I appreciate you. Thank you for that beautiful meditation. A little conversation with Saturn, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a conversation with Saturn. I feel like Saturn kind of uh, has the foundation of our path. I feel like that's where you're set. So wherever, wherever mm. Saturn is in your uh, chart, that kind of defines your path. And so I'm not just talking about the zodiac i'm also talking about the house it's in and any aspects that it has so like if it's squaring anything or in opposition to anything or trying anything um my saturn uh, my saturn definitely defines my path i thought it was very interesting uh that buddhists uh recognize that uh people that learn the buddhist path often have saturn and cancer in the ninth house oh, so interesting. um so you might be interested if you just kind of, you know, find out where your Saturn is and then just start looking it up and finding out because it really does define your path. And I think that's when when we have Saturn conjunct, um, when Saturn comes back around, Saturn returns, which most of us go through probably at least two. Some people go through three. Um, I probably met some people today going through their thir third. Um, and... I feel like that's why you can feel Saturn because it's 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 making sure you're on the right path. That's what it does. It's like, are you doing the right thing? Are you? And that's kind of why I can also feel a little karmic, I think. For sure. So just a little talk about Saturn. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I've been fighting. I've been trying to prepare for my Saturn return, so. Your second Saturn return. Yeah, my second one. Yeah. Yeah. If and if you're wondering, well, when does Saturn returns happen? Essentially that means when Saturn comes back around to the place it was when you were born. Now this happens, I believe it's every twenty-seven years. So if you do the math real quick there, um, so it happened around twenty-seven years old, and there's usually a shadow period leading up to it where you'll kind of get hints. So if you're in your mid twenties and you're feeling like, oh, I think I might need to change my career, or, oh, my partner, oh, <laughs> or just your lifestyle or something about your path has to change, change it now, because if you don't, <laughs> it usually smacks you in the face later, <laughs> um, and you'll change it one way or another. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of these, hopefully. It has a way of making sure you get on your path one way or another yeah. <laughs> so i always like to say do the work get the reward rather than trying to ignore what we know we need to do and then the spiritual two by four that we've all experienced right. one time or another i'm i'm certain of it well <laughs> not everybody not the only one yeah not everybody because <laughs> they might have to get to 27 first well, and then <laughs> everybody usually knows what it's like to you know, get a little life knock on the head 
And then you realize, oh, there was that voice that I didn't pay attention to. <laughs> Should have paid attention. And then, you know, the knocks get bigger when you don't pay attention. The more you pay attention, then things have a way of like, oh, you know, I, I have an instinct about this. I don't, I can't explain it to you, but I got to change because this is the direction I'm supposed to do now. Yeah. And when we do those little corrections, little at a time, I feel like we don't necessarily have to have the big knocks. Um, but my experience, personal, I don't, I'm not speaking for anyone else. No one of assume or project. Yeah. Paying attention is less painful. Yeah. <laughs> Often, yeah. And I just think... And at the end of the day, you know, as we get older, that's what wisdom's all about, right? And that's when we can give thanks for our struggles because we realize it's our struggles that helped us realize our strengths, right? Right. Because right. if we didn't have one, we wouldn't have the other. So it's good to say that the sky feels like it's starting to feel a little less intense as, now that we're moving moved out from the uh, eclipse, <sighs> intensity of the eclipse season. Those ripples will continue, you know, depending on, especially if it, depending on where it is in your chart. Right. But um, the the vibe that I got when I looked through and was figuring out the moon and stuff was like, okay, well, okay. We're, yeah, it looks know, like... it's always a little bit of everything because that's life. A mixed bag for sure. Yeah, and this week looks a little bit smoother and a little bit easier. So, I so. Mm -hmm. I'm ready so <laughs> Let's take a little look at that. Yeah, because I know a lot of us are like, oh my gosh, Hollis, don't tell me it's going to be another rough week again, okay? Yeah, no, please. No, please. I just can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, things are... Hang in there, my friends, and remember everything happens for a reason. Um, and it's instead of asking why, is, why me, try asking instead... What am I to learn from this? What exactly. am I supposed to learn? That helps a lot. So um, this December 12th is where we're going to begin. And that uh, December 12th actually is a very, very destined day. Because although we have a T-square with, um, with Leo, with the... Huh? Not one, but two. We do have two T-squares. With the moon and Saturn, they're going to kind of be moving on each other. They're going to be pulling on each other. So that Saturn and Aquarius pulling on that moon and Leo. And moon in Leo is very, can be a little fiery. It could be that Saturn's trying to pull you on some part of your path, like say. And sometimes, you know, um, our path is that you have to cut your own damn path. Um, and you may not want to, especially with the Aquarius-Leo pool, because Leo tends to follow along with the crowd, while Aquarius is the exact opposite um, of that. <laughs> and so they might kind of pull on each other a little bit. So you might be feeling um, one way, and but but knowing that you have to do it in a different way or feeling like that might be closer to your path. I find that the best way to tap into this is to tap into your weird spot. Um, tap into your Uranus and Taurus and try to um, tap into what defines you as unique and individual. 
Um, that will help you a lot. Okay. This, this will really help you tap into things. Um, especially if you're queer, LGBTQ, um, try to embrace your identity. Try to, um, really fully embody it. Because when we fully embody it, screw everybody else and what they think, um, life gets better. I'm just gonna say, life gets better. And so when you stand up and you're just like, yeah, I'm queer, I'm non-binary, love me or hate me, that's who I am. And um, it feels better to you instead of worrying about what other people think or what other people are imagining about you. I still, even though I mostly identify as a masculine person, I still use the women's bathroom. Well, because for several reasons. Um, first of all, it's cleaner in most cases. Um, <laughs> and second of all, um, I just, I just, I'd rather be around women um, most of the time. And um, so for me, it's more comfortable. So I just choose whatever I want to do. And if the women's bathroom is full, I will go into the men's. No big deal to me. I'll just go in there because I can use both, right? And so I, but I live in a very privileged place in Colorado where it's not a problem and I'm protected by the law. So, um, so I recognize if you don't, if you're not as privileged to live in um, a, a free state, then, you know, you might have to be a little bit more mindful. But I'm just, I think you get the idea to live your most unique, authentic expression, because that's what's going to help you win here, okay? Um, and with the other, the, the other um, T-square with the sun and Mars and Gemini, you know, Gemini is very, like, up here in the brain. It's very, like, um, broadcasting outwards. Now, Sagittarius is way more charming and, um, and more sort of, um, recognizes the collective, yes, but Sagittarius is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more direct forward, okay? And Gemini is sort of a little bit more kind of all over the place. And so I'm going to say, stay committed to your spiritual path in there, to the spiritual part of you. So that's that second T-square on December 12th. And then there's two rectangles that are really going to engage exactly what you are intended to do in the world, especially with like, you know, Jupiter and Pisces, that's going to add some energy of um of of because it's at the end of Pisces, it's it's completing things. It's completing um like projects and things that need to go that need to come forward. And so you might find yourself, especially because it's all in the late degrees, Jupiter in Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, which is also about transitions and um transformations and um palace athena and cancer which is about your strategy it's also at the final degrees series in virgo which is about nurturing and lilith and cancer this is the whole rectangle right and lilith and palace athena are kind of on top of each other so that's going to be like independence strategy. So if you're having some stuff in your life where you're planning transformations or you've been working really hard at something, 
um, this, this rectangle is going to make it happen. It's going to finish it. It's going to complete it and make it come outwards. Okay. Especially if it was meant to be. The other rectangle um, is probably going to engage things more like in Sagittarius and Aquarius. So pay attention to where those are in your chart, as well as Leo and Gemini. Um, that moon in Leo up there. Well, I'm sure you'll talk more about that. Bright Hawk and the Mars and Gemini. Whew, um, that, that energy is still going on over there, Mars and Gemini, but right now it's retrograde. So, you know, if people, let me say this, if recently you've had some people um, maybe backstab you or, um, or kind of like turn around and do some weird stuff or leave or step out of your life, don't fret. Don't be upset. Instead, step up into your leadership. See what spirit is actually asking you to do. Those people are meant to leave. Try not to take it personally. Instead, embrace what message is trying to be said because the universe is actually just making room for you to grow. So I'm just going to say that with that Mars and Gemini still retrograde. And I want to include the part of fortune in my um, forecast. So the part of fortune on the 12th is going to be in Libra. It will be there for two days. And so pay attention to where is Libra in your chart because it's going to sort of finalize anything that you've been doing recently, especially that's taking you closer to like making more money or bringing pleasurable things into your life. So any kind of completion of projects or finalizations. So if you got some, if you got Libra in your second house and you're about to sign a contract about money or something like that, pay attention to that. Try to sign it on the 12th or the 13th, okay? Because it's going to be in Libra for a couple of days. What's the moon up to on the 12th, Bright Hawk? Well, Monday is the moon's day. So Monday, the moon is a waning gibbous <clears throat> in Leo, of course. We talked about Leo last time. I have a Leo moon. We know that Leo is very artistic and energetic and enthusiastic and creative and broad-minded, colorful, fun-loving, you know, and there's always a spectrum. The other side of the spectrum on a Leo moon could be self-indulgent, oh, self-centered, mm, uh, <laughs> uh, conceited, uh, overbearing, bullying, you know, there's a range. But of course, what we're going to note, the first thing I'm going to note is a waning gibbous moon. We're just on the other side of the intensity that we had with the full moon in Gemini, right? That was a really intense full moon because it was right next to Mars. So yeah, be wary of, of deceit. Mars retrograde, you know, Gemini, there's that, that is not out of the realm of possibility. Um, the, the waning gibbous moon, you know, Hollis is pointing out these, these rectangles, this, the sense of fate. Um, there's decisions to be made about, you know, with squaring Uranus, you know, Uranus definitely is the revolutionary planet, right? And so 
there might be some choices to be made, especially with the square. And opposing Saturn, there's that push me, pull me energy that you were talking mm -hmm. about. And um, Saturn is, is uh, finally moving forward, right? Saturn is finally moving forward. Jupiter is finally moving forward. There's momentum again. So the thing that I would say about this week and as we begin this week is there's definitely a sense of momentum beginning again because you have some very large planets starting to move direct again and they're starting to really, there's that feeling of, oh yeah, that, that mojo I had at the end of the summer, now I'm starting to feel like I could get stuff done again. That's, that's uh, starting to return. So that's where we are with Monday's waning gibbous moon. And once we have the intensity and the fullness of the full moon, on the other side of it is the release, the waning, the shedding, the letting go, the, ah, okay, you know, so finishing uh, projects in the, that, that cycle of what were your intentions when you, what, what intentions did you set on the new moon that now hopefully you've received the fruition of it and now the learning, right? And the letting go and then thinking about the next thing. All right. And the next thing on the 13th, which um, there will still be the T-square between the sun and the sun and Sag and Mars and Gemini. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're going to be pulling on each other, which, um, you know, Mars is fiery and uh, so is Sagittarius. And of course, so is the sun. So I feel like that has a lot of fiery brain energy with the Gemini, okay? So I'm going to again say stay dedicated to your spiritual path. So if you are a daily yoga person, you do yoga, you do meditation, mm. don't quit now, <laughs> okay? Just keep doing it because you're probably, first of all, you'll probably get some really good downloads. So if you're psychic um, or you're really like kind of like spirit, please show me the way on this. This is the time to pray mm. because there's a lot of fire in the sky, a lot of fire in the energies. And if you're praying and you're tapping into that Juno and Pisces, and it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, thing you do, whether you meditate or, um, or pray or do yoga or qigong or something like that. Um, just keep doing it, okay? And tap into those fires to see what you get. And with that rectangle still going on uh, with Jupiter and Pisces, Jupiter is heading forward. Things are still coming to completion, okay? And like I said, the palace of fortune is, the part of fortune is still in, um, in Libra. So look at where is Libra and where is Libra in your chart and what do you got going on in that house and that section of your life. And if anything's going on or something needs to be completed, that would be the good time because the part of fortune helps us tap into our fortune. So if you finalize things that are involved in your Libra house during the 12th or the 13th, you're more likely to tap into your fortune, okay? So Tuesday is the day of Mars. Mars is Tuesday, owns Tuesday. It's the planet of the day, if you will. Uh, 
And <clears throat> uh, the moon is in the very late stages of Leo, and it's a void moon is what we call that, which means it's weaker. And it's also in a yod. Part of that rectangle also equals a yod, a finger of God, with Pluto and Capricorn and Judo, Jupiter and Pisces and the moon in the last stage right there mm. in Leo. So a fateful day. You said yesterday was a fateful day. We know that we've talked before. The yods or fingers of God often point to fated energy. There's not a lot you can do, but pay attention and go along for the ride and enjoy it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I would say about that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Okay. All right. And on the 14th, things are going to get really sweet. So be ready, okay? Get what you got to get done on the 13th because the 14th is going to be a beautiful blessing. There's going to be a grand trine that has to do with m the moon in Virgo, the north node in Taurus, and Mercury in Capricorn, and Uranus in Taurus. So actually Uranus and the north node are conjunct. So they're kind of together. Mm -hmm. So this grand trine, I'm like, hmm, you got something going on around your gender expression, your identity, um, any kind of queerness, anything like that, this is where you want to do it, okay? This is the grand trine. This is like, this is like, um, this is a, a real blessing. So if you have anything going around that, especially that's part of your destiny because the North Node and Taurus there, and Mercury and Capricorn is could be a little bit cold, but it could have a lot to do with like the law, like getting your name changed or, you know, identifying your gender as something different than it was marked when you were born or something like that. Um, and with the moon in Virgo, it's also going to feel very nurturing. It's going to feel very good. So that grand trine is going to feel super good. It's going to continue to complete the projects you've been working on. And, um, and then the kite, okay, that means it's going to lift you up, right? So again, you want to tap into um, the the Capricorn energy, the Mercury and Capricorn energy, okay? And uh, you want to tap into that energy because that's really going to sort of grasp you up, okay? That's going to lift you up. And again, if you have anything going on that's legal or like you have to get some paperwork into the government, blah, 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 do that now. Do it on the 14th, okay? 14th, the 15th. Also, um, if you have anything to do with your transition or transitioning or any kind of um, any kind of uh, changes in your life because the part of fortune will move into Scorpio. Um, so just be aware that it's going to go right into Scorpio on that day. I know it doesn't say that. It says part of fortune December 14th. It was supposed to say part of fortune Scorpio. I know Scorpio is the next the next place it moves into. And so Scorpio, that's going to be if you have anything going on in Scorpio. What's Scorpio? Spirituality, psychic abilities, um, anything that has to do with transformation and change, um, anything that has to do with um, um, sort of higher thinking, truth, your truth, speaking your truth, um, bringing out, you know, the things that you need in the world. 
those those kinds of things are very Scorpio, okay? And so you want to make sure that you start to finalize those things on this day, December the 14th. It's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be easy to do it. And again, you'll manifest. This is if you do those things on the 14th or 15th, you will be able to manifest your fortune, my friends. You will be able to bring your fortune in. And Wednesday is Mercury's day. So that Mercury in Capricorn, very strong, very sweet. I like what you said about Mercury. Mercury, as we know, remember it's the planet of communication. It is how we communicate, the technologies that we need to communicate. Um, so <clears throat> that's a really sweet placement in Virgo. Virgo Virgo, of course, is intellectual and nurturing and meticulous and, you know, pays attention to detail, can be very inventive. Um, on the challenging side, can be on the critical side, can be, you know, a little high strung, maybe standoffish, uh, maybe argumentative, and um, sometimes a hypochondriac. But, you know, there's a range to all these things, right? So it's good to know the range so we can work out a balance, right? So the Vir moon in Virgo and Virgo moons, that's, that's some of the range there. And it's kind of a busy day. The moon is trining the North Node, <laughs> trining Mercury, trining Venus, uh, squaring Mars, hmm. uh, opposing Vesta, uh, trining Uranus, Uranus, whichever way you want to say it. And of course, we've talked about this grand trine and this kite formation with the moon in it. And so, yeah, it's a it's a positive day. There's a lot of, of good flowing energy with those trines. Blessings can make things really seem easy. And Mars is gonna, the actions in Gemini. So when I see a square with Mars in Gemini, I think, oh, whatever it is, it's probably gonna have to be done twice. You know, you think you had it done and now you've got to do it again. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully the second time is faster and better. <laughs> just fill out the form twice. And it'll it's go okay. Through. Just don't get ruffled. Just move on. So there we go. That's what is going on on Mercury's Day. Okay. Yeah. And the only thing that I see that's really challenging on that day is like the moon in opposition to Vesta. Because squares, yeah, they're challenging, but we can usually master them with just a little bit of focus. Um, so squaring Mars, like I said, just, okay, so you have to fill out the form twice. But in opposition to Vesta, you know, that's... Remind the, me what Vesta is. So Vesta is like your spiritual dedication. It's like that thing, that, that passion in your heart, that thing that you keep coming back to again and again. Um, and the moon there, and that makes me think about maybe there's some sort of criticism or some sort of thing like that that's pulling you away from doing that thing. So try not to get caught up if you are doing some self-criticism or somebody one time said something mean to you and now it's like on repeat in your brain. Right. Don't let that happen because that's a very Virgoian energy. It's a very Virgo thing. So yeah, just don't let the naysayers even in. Don't push mute. Yeah. Push mute. Do, do what lacrosse <laughs> suggests. <laughs> <laughs>
every now and again, that's just the way to go. Yeah, it's definitely necessary. All right, and Thursday. The, and, you know, the 15th is another really good day. I think it's going to still be a pretty decent day. The, the biggest challenge we have on that day is the T-square, um, which is um, the sun... And um, the sun is kind of pulling and it's squaring the moon and Neptune, which are kind of pushing and pulling on each other. The Neptune in Pisces. Now, Neptune has started to go forward. So that's going to start on this day. So Neptune will be full speed. Like it's already started to go forward, but it's kind of been slow. And now it's finally going to gain speed. And hopefully our ideas or... Maybe the illusions that we were under before are now starting to go forward. Now it's going to feel like it's really taking off with Neptune and Pisces, especially if you're a psychic. Heads up, heads up here. Your psychic ability is going to be taking off. So make sure you got your boundaries set. Make sure you know what you're doing around that. Because if you have psychic abilities, you know that you need to have boundaries around them, around yourself. And the moon in Virgo is going to be tapping in um, on the other side. So it could be about self-criticism. So you want to make sure that your self-doubt and your self-criticism, throw them in the trash, poof them away. And try to instead tap into that confident sun in Sagittarius. Um, Sagittarius sun tends to be very charming and sort of confident and like, um, tends to come off as, oh, wow, you're just super bright and uh, fun and funny. And so try to tap into that part of you, um, regardless of what's going on, especially around illusions and psychic or um, energy around visions, okay? Because that's what Neptune is. And, you know, the Grand Trine is happening with the moon in Virgo, Uranus in Taurus, and Mercury and Capricorn. So what that's going to end up doing is that means that all three of those planets are in a, in a blessing with each other. So again, if you're doing any kind of paperwork or anything about trying to deliver messages about your identity, if you're coming out, this is the day, okay? Come out of the closet. If you have to tell your family, you want to tell your family you're queer, but you don't want to tell them at Christmas and you want to tell them before, <laughs> right? Now's the day, okay? December the 15th, because they'll be able to hear you better. Neptune will be full speed forward, so they'll be able to hear the truth rather than some illusion they have, um, especially if you're worried about somebody judging you. Now, the moon in Virgo could add a little bit of that, but probably not with Uranus and Taurus and Mercury and Capricorn, okay? Now, the other thing is, is that morning Lilith will turn around to go retrograde, okay? And that's that independent woman. That's that independent feminist. So hopefully um, it won't bring up too much turf energy or anything like that. But if you do, just recognize it might have something to do with that mm. and just flow with it, okay, mm. friends? And the south node um is stationing to go forward and so that's also the north node they're going to be going forward and so essentially what that means they're usually retrograde 
Yeah, okay. I thought they were always retrograde. No, they're not always retrograde. There are periods of time that they go forward. And this actually usually means sort of like someone hit the nitrous on your destiny. Okay, so if stuff starts happening on this day around the 15th that you're like, oh my gosh, Hollis, I can't keep up. That's what's going on. Okay, that's that's kind of like someone hit the nitrous and all of a sudden you are going faster than you ever expected. Things are still coming into play. Things are still finishing up and completing with that rectangle. Um, things that are destined to happen are going to be happening on this day and especially with destiny. And if you have anything about past lives where you're like, oh my gosh, now I finally understand why all this time I had this really crazy dream about my past life. It's going to happen around this day, around mm. the night of the 14th or the night of the 15th. Mm. You're going to, you're going to kind of wake up to your past life or understand something about your past. And that's going to help you move forward in your tomorrow. So don't be surprised if someone just pushes on the gas pedal and you're suddenly going 100 miles an hour on the 15th. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, Thursday is the day of Jupiter. And Jupiter, as we know, is the planet that brings us joy and expansiveness and, and acceleration. Right. <laughs> Here we go with Jupiter. It's going to help us. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so knowing what you want, knowing what direction you're going, things of that nature are is very helpful. The blessings on this day is there's a trine with Uranus. There's a trine with Pluto. Um, although I'd be curious, there's also an opposition. The moon is in opposition to Neptune and Juno. The moon is in opposition to Neptune, which again is that... Um, that's that uh that's part of this uh t square yes, um yes. and so that's that's like emotion critical thinking and since neptune is going forward you might be like well i once believed that true but now i kind of have shifted my idea but i don't now i have to admit that i was wrong mm, not always easy for some folks okay so if you're struggling with that or you're having some sort of self-criticism or something like that with that moon in virgo or something something emotionally um troubling that has something to do with your vision or um an illusion you were under that maybe you're not under anymore or you're afraid that someone else is under right okay like that. you're like oh my god my family are a bunch of turfs i don't think this is gonna be good <laughs> you might be delightfully surprised or you you, you might just want to give a few breaths pray to uranus ask uranus to bless you with its revolutionary energy i mean uranus is still retrograde at this point but I believe that it's meant for us to reflect inwards. It doesn't always, just because something's retrograde doesn't mean it's bad. But it's in opposition, the moon in opposition to Juno will also question our, you may also be questioning your commitments to things. Mm. But that's okay. It's good for you to question commitments personally. I think so. I think you should review them occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could, don't just stay blindly loyal to stuff. That's how we end up in cults and shit like that, friends. <laughs> I have yeah. a lot of loyalty in my chart. 
like loyalties all over the place. And I used to say, without knowing what I was saying, I am loyal to a fault. And it was true. I stayed longer than I should have in mm -hmm. things that, what would have happened if I had moved on a little sooner? <laughs> right. You know, you can't get time back. It's not, that's not how it works. So these are those, these are those opportunities to question your loyalties and, and just reflect on, gosh, this feels really good. This doesn't feel good anymore. What is that? What's true for you? Right. Just don't be afraid to question. Just because you're questioning doesn't mean it's bad. That's the other thing that's like a weird illusion about, right? Mm. Like people are like, oh, well, if you're questioning it, there must be something wrong. I'm like, no, I think if you're questioning it, you're smart. Okay. Like question it. And then you might conclude that it's fine. And although it's not perfect, which almost nothing is that it's fine just the way it is and that's okay. So I'm glad that you questioned it. Just like I think every young person should question their gender and maybe even older people should too, okay? Everybody should question their gender identity, question their sexuality. That should be a question we ask ourselves, not an assumption, right? So, and that goes for relationships, commitments, anything that you're committed to, including jobs and anything like that, okay? Friday, Venus's day. Yes, December the 16th. We're, we're, we have a, a new T, well, the T square is going to shift a little bit mm -hmm. with Jupiter in Pisces pooling on um, the series in Virgo. Okay. Now, the sun in Sag and the moon in Libra will kind of balance it a lot out a little bit. But I want you to be aware that your spirituality and things like that could be pulling on maybe some ideas that maybe m your mother had or that you have about being a mother that has kind of boxed you in in a way, okay? Something about motherhood and nurturing. So you want to be paying attention to that. And instead, tap into the balance, tap into... Um, what feels good, um, and don't worry about planning so much, and allow things to come forth, because again, things are finishing up with that rectangle, things are coming into completion, and if you, wherever Sagittarius is in your chart, take a look at where it is, what house is it in, okay, in that section of your life, if there's anything that is ready to be completed or should be completed, do it on the 16th or the 17th while the part of fortune is in there because that will help you reach your fortune, okay? It will bring fruition to your life. It will bring good things to your life. So if Sagittarius is um, in your 10th house of career and you've been thinking about applying for a job or it's time to accept you have a couple of job offers, say yes to whichever one you've try to say yes on the 16th or 17th or go ahead and apply for a job on the 16th or 17th because that's what's going to bring you for you know that's what's going to bring you fortune um just depends on where sagittarius is in your life okay just look and see what house it is and you can just google you know what does this house mean okay and if we haven't said it yet let me be the one to say happy birthday sagittarius <laughs> we should be saying All happy right. birthday to Sages this week. That's right. And um, of course, 
<laughs> and uh, the moon has moved into Libra. So the moon is in its last quarter. And when the moon is actually arrives at its last quarter, it's in a void. Um, it's in a void moon. And then it moves into Virgo. Uh, so the Virgo moon. Well, we know Virgo is very intellectual and curious and uh, sorry, we're talking Libra. I'm, I, I, I was like, that doesn't sound right. I'm, I missed something. I'm, I'm double backing here. Libra. So the, it's the, what I meant to say was in the morning is the last quarter moon and the last quarter moon is happens in Virgo, which would be a void moon, but then the moon moves into Libra later in the day. And so Libra, we know when the moon is in Libra, it's really, it's, it's about artistic beauty. And the moon shines on Libra's love of beauty and um, jo wonderful, having everybody feel warm and good and, and, and creative. Libras are charm, Libra moons are charming and good natured and diplomatic, you know, and on the, on the on the challenging side, the Libra moon can be indecisive, self-indulgent, dependent, frivolous, very changeable. <laughs> so, you know, there's always a spectrum, there's always a range. But what I would emphasize about the Libra moon is artistic beauty, that, that love of things feeling good, looking right, feeling good. All right, we can go from here. You know, everybody, everything's in its place. It has a nice mm -hmm. flow energy. That's Libra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with that Libra moon. Yeah, so the moon, uh, Friday is Venus's day. Uh, Venus rules Friday. And so um, the moon is actually square to Venus. And opposite, it continues to be in opposition to Chiron and Jupiter. And it happens to be in a trine to Mars and Pluto. So there's some, the, the intensity of the Mars vibration starts to simmer down with a nice trine. So things might get easier. It might be more obvious which, which, which kind of action to take. Maybe you won't have to do it four times. <laughs> well, the only thing is, is that, um, you know, Venus rules Libra. Right. And so um, I'm thinking about the moon squaring Venus on that day. I'm like, hmm. Mm. Um, I wonder what. Yeah, that could be that. a little bit challenging. That could be a little bit challenging around. Okay. For those of you that are big into what you look like. Okay. Um, like hair. Don't get your, I wouldn't get your hair done on this day. I would not um, buy a new outfit. I would try to go with what normally works, okay? But you may feel called to do those things. But I wouldn't do it, not on this day. Just wait a day or two, sleep on it. Make sure that's really what you want to do. If you wanted to get a tattoo or anything like that that has to do with, like, style and stuff, and um, I'm just saying that because, you know, Libra is very much about style. So is Venus and the moon squaring it and the moon's in Libra. So I can, and moon, and, you know, Libra is very changeable. I could just see somebody like 
Make your decision. Oh, wow. Day, Let me get my hair. I'm going to get this new haircut, going to the, you know, the salon or whatever, and then the next day really regretting it. So <laughs> don't get your hair done. Wait a few days, okay? Just wait a few days. Sounds solid <laughs> advice. Um, okay, on the 17th might be... Uh, a little bit more challenging, okay? We're still finishing up with that rectangle. Um, so things are still completing and coming together and finishing up with, with your destiny. So some sort of project or something like that that you are destined to do is still being tied up at the edges. But the T-squares, um, there is a T-square with, with Jupiter and Ceres in opposition pulling from each other. Again, this is about series is about mother and nurturing so if there's something going on with your mama um pay attention or even if you know your your mama's passed or on the other side or whatever it doesn't mean she doesn't affect you now because i assure you her voice is still in your head <laughs> um i've tried to divorce my mom and she's still boy, sometimes i still find her words lingering in there boy oh boy Okay, so then, and the sun in Sag, um, so that's what you want to engage. You want to engage your philosophies, your way of doing things. Don't get caught up in what Ma said, what Mom said, okay? And if you're a mother, be careful of uh, imposing your will on your children or being too pushy or too controlling. This isn't a good time for that, Okay. Um, it's better to take the back seat, what, especially as your children get older. And, you know, it really is okay for kids to make mistakes. It really is. <laughs> you just let them make it and love them even though, okay? That's the trick to motherhood, I think. And the other T-square, which is the moon in Libra again, the, and Venus and Capricorn. So, you know, so they're squaring each they other. They are still, squaring, yeah. Still, and uh, with Chiron and Aries on the other side there, push it, pulling on the moon, that's going to be some old wounds. You might find yourself doing some thinking in a codependent way um, because Libra can sometimes be a little on the codependent side and Chiron's about old wounds, old ways of thinking. And a lot of us learn to be codependent. We learn that. Mm. Um, and then Mercury and Capricorn, Mercury being the messenger, but it can also be cold. And codependent can sometimes come across as pretty darn cold sometimes. Mm. Sometimes codependent people can get kind of on the cold and uh, lacking of compassion side. So, you know, and with the other T-square involving mom, I start thinking about family dynamics and maybe... Um, that kind of thing going on. Okay, friends. So be aware of how you're feeling and stay engaged with that Neptune in Pisces and Jupiter in Pisces. So that's going to be about your spiritual path. Okay. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of challenge with the Mercury Venus square with the moon, but there's a blessing. There's a trine with Saturn. And so, you know, some, some, Saturn represents our infrastructure, our 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 fate, our long-term plans, the work, right? So that Saturn 
it says to me, well, there could be challenging conversations. Something really wonderful could open up that could make things work out really well. Mm -hmm. So look for the blessings and then give gratitude for them because then you get more of them. That's right. And of course, Saturn, Saturday is Saturn's day. And that's, and then this Sunday, the 18th, Sunday is the sun's day. Yeah. That 18th. The 18th is going to look, is, you know, going to be a little bit like, um, thank goodness Ceres is starting to move out of Libra at zero degrees Libra. Um, and your the T squares are going to be almost the same as the day before, except um, the other T square with Pluto and Capricorn, that's going to be more about transformation, especially around your work or your job. So if you're like thinking, I hate my job so much. <laughs> I don't want to go to work. Um, you might want to consider changing the work that you're doing in the world. Be because the part of fortune is also in Capricorn. So this is the day to do something. Sunday, the 18th and the 19th are going to be the days to do something about your work. Capricorn is very work and money related. Do your books on this day. It will help you in the long run. So the 18th and 19th with the part of fortune in Capricorn there and Pluto in Capricorn, that or Pluto's been in Capricorn for a while. So allow it to change you, especially with that moon in Libra um, pushing you to do things a little differently. Um, and Pallas and Lilith conjunct in Cancer. That's going to be very much about your home. And so if you've got some books or some business around managing your stuff at home, today's the day to do it, the 18th and the 19th. Focus on your books, okay? Focus on money. Focus on business. Focus on your work in the world. And including apply for a different job. With part of fortune in Capricorn, I'd say, hey, that's the time. That's, that's it right there. Because Capricorn is all about jobs, work, money, um, and also stability, and think sort of like uh, home and 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 sort of foundational foundational type of things, things that are very practical and earthy like, but not practical and earthy like food and plants, more like practical and earthy like like your house and your home. So if you have some projects at home that you need to work on, the part of fortune in Capricorn, that's going to be a good day to finish it up. Yeah, Sundays are good for home projects, aren't they? And so basically the moon, in this snapshot, the moon is in its last degrees of Libra. Later in the day, it moves into Scorpio. And Scorpio moons are very spiritual. Scorpio moons are... Um, spiritual in their nature, um, imaginative, intuitive. They can also be secretive. They're, they can be ambitious. They can be emotional. Uh, Scorpio moons can also be obstinate, <laughs> know-it-all, uh, kind of secretive, jealous maybe, um, can be resentful sometimes or domineering. So, you know, there's always a range. Like we said, we're not saying one thing or another. We all have all ranges. And so when the Scorpio moon happens, the, the key words I would say is, is spiritual in nature. The moon brings its shine to the spiritual nature of Scorpio. 
Yeah, I definitely intuition. Um, if you're psychic or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you've already talked about, you know, Pluto is the planet of transformation. We talk about Pluto being transformative. And so the moon is in a square to Pluto that day. And so it's having a conversation and it's asking, what do you want? What and do again, you want? Pluto rules Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio, Scorpio is ruled by Mars or Pluto. And Pluto is its modern ruling planet. So, um, so I'm going to say that, you know, there could be some emotional things holding you back from transformation or something like that, especially around tra- personal transformation. Um, with Scorpios, a lot about personal transformation. Scorpio people, t- people with strong Scorpio placements tend to change a lot. And uh, people can sometimes accuse them of being uh, fake or shallow because they change so much. Um, but actually, we're supposed to change. Um, so try not to um, get on yourself too much if you're like wanting to change and you feel like people are going to judge you because you're shifting or something like that. No, allow the transformation to happen. If there's any emotional hangups about it, try to work through those. Reach out to a friend, talk about it, get it out, um, and work through it because you can get onto the other side. And, you know, prayer works really well and lots of spiritual practices for Scorpio. You know, light a candle, do some herbs, pull some tarot. Something like that. This is a great time for what do I need to let go of so I can become the best, the best human I can be. This is a great time for letting go because you're in that last quarter phase of the moon. Great time to shed whatever identity is no longer working. You know, why am I pretending to be XYZ when I'm really ABC? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> okay, so Hollis. Great reading. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Lacrosse, what did you what did you what did you hear today? Uh, well, um, I'm still in. We're still in owl season, so uh, I was trying to see what of the owl coincides with what's going on this week. And one of the interesting things is is that it said on the 13th, and I think it's on the 15th. It's about kind of like coming out. And one of the interesting points of an owl is, is you don't know how big it is. The legs are actually ridiculously long, but until it comes out, you don't know how big. It's one of the biggest um, birds of prey and their legs are a big length. So it's like when I was thinking about when you were talking about that, I was thinking, wow, think of the owl, put your legs out because that's what you're going to use to eat. That's what you're going to use to to feed, to do whatever it is, let that do the work for you. So it's, it's a safe way to come out, show your talents, you know, be aggressive and say, Hey, I'm here. I deserve to be here. And I have every right to be here. Um, Another beautiful thing that I found was how on the 17th and on the 18th, how they're challenging. um, What was interesting is, is that we're talking about letting go transformation and things like that. And the owl never uses the same nest. It's always willing to let go of the last nest to move into the next one. Um, And also um, they don't make their own nests. They recycle everything. So you, in other words, you can let go of those you know, family members you don't want to deal with. You can let go of that job you don't want to deal with and actually take what you got from that, recycle it, 
and put it into the next job or the next person who's going to be your family, you know, and, and just keep that recycling and be okay with letting go of that nest. It's okay to move forward. So I find that interesting. That kind of coincides with, with that part that. of the owl. Yeah. I love that too. That's really fabulous. I didn't know that about owls. Yeah. I'm so grateful you're bringing that forward. That's and I beautiful. love that imagery of feet first, you know? Yeah. Feet first. <laughs> and the silent flyer, they are such yeah. amazing birds. You know, you're right about, you have no idea their size. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, we've been fortunate enough to have evenings when you're out, when an owl is out and it's just breathtaking. Yeah. Although I will say having a, uh, there was a time I was camping, uh, I was taking my son camping and a screech owl. So it was actually all the boys were off in a tent and a screech owl sort of came down and flew over me and the other mother that was with me. And we were both like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> because they kind of yell at you yeah. on their way. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what? They got their name for a reason. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. They hoot and screech or whatever, whatever vocals that they use. It's warning you and saying, step back. That's yeah. what they're telling you. I have a nest close by and I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect my nest. That's one of the main reasons why they hoot is just or, or screech. They're, they're warning you, hey, my babies are here, which isn't that amazing? That's that. Paternal yeah. instinct, like when you're a, your parent, the first thing, you know, somebody gets too close, hey, no, 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 this is my nest. Don't come near my babies, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and considering that we were both mothers with our boys yeah. all in a tent, and it was kind of weird. Yeah, we both were like, uh, should we go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe the owl was asking us to not make the fire so big is what yeah. we just Oh. yeah it makes them harder to hunt <laughs> yeah i imagine also the smoke might have been going up into their oh, uh, nest yeah and i didn't know that they recycled nests so that's interesting too i didn't know that they did that yeah. so which is why cool. it's probably so easy to let it go when they leave you know because it's like okay i recycled it and guess what another owl's gonna come and recycle that one so we'll just move to the next one <laughs> Wow, that's really awesome, fabulous. I guess they don't, um, they're not really flying around during the day to like, like I was thinking about birds that collect yeah. things to build their nest. So, yeah. So. Oh, they'll add on and make it stronger, but they won't build it from scratch. Right. It's okay. crazy, you know. It's kind of using the resources you have and make it stronger, make it better. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've wanted to build some owl bird boxes on our land, mm. you know, with owls are uh, plenty, endangered up here in the Rocky Mountains. Plenty of things for them to to enjoy up here, you know. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, they can totally have all the rodents. Well, thank you for that, Lacrosse. We totally appreciate that and helping us review and take a look through the week and. My friends, I hope that you are, you take whatever parts of this that are helpful for you and take the wisdom that we're offering you that works for you and just leave the rest. Just assume it's for somebody else, just like the owl would. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this nest is for someone else now. Yep. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs>
So um, I'm going to pull three tarot cards for you today to see um, see what we got. I'm using the Love is Love deck, which is a deck that's very much queer. It's 100% queer. Every single card is done by a different LGBTQIA artist. And um, it's called the Pride deck. You can find it on Amazon. And it's beautiful because each one of the cards is completely different. So if you're into uh, reading cards that are um, that are kind of unique, this is it. But it is uh, based on the Rider weight, So it has a very basic flow to it. Um, so in the past, it is the King of Wands. And this is in reference usually of something that we're supposed to remember. And this is an interesting card because the King of Wands is very black and white. He's very like this way or that way. And he's also kind of um, simple and but at the same time sort of free flowing. Okay. So, you know, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just is. It's just that, you know, it's freedom loving, but it's also black and white. There's not, there's a little bit of gray, but it's mostly black and white, meaning there's not a whole lot of color to things. And it's, there's not a, there's, there's very, it's very simple. It's either on or off. And that's, that's what this is all about. So this is about the past and that's the King of Wands. And it has a lot to do with a way of thinking. Okay. Because when it has to do with the wands, it has a lot to do with thinking in the way we think and our perspective. And the right now is actually the Ace of Pentacles. So, hey, like we said, this week is going to be great. So embrace it. Be grateful for this week, okay? Embrace all the blessings that are coming to you one at a time. Be grateful for the special things that are coming to you. And just embrace them. That's what this is all about, celebrating what's good, especially your gifts, especially any of any financial um, wellness that you're receiving or other things that you're receiving from others, even if that is love, okay? Just be grateful for those things that are a blessing in your life. And going forward, be prepared that, you know, troubles come around sometimes, but be aware that of our way of boxing ourselves in. And this is the future. This is the Eight of Swords. This is very much about not seeing things. This is about boxing yourself in with thoughts and actions. Um, you know, sometimes we can have self-sabotaging behaviors. This is a very self-sabotage card. So this is a reminder that, you know, like if you can, instead of boxing yourself in, instead of self-sabotaging behaviors, Beware of those black and white thoughts, those up or down, good or bad, because not everything is that simple. Most things aren't, actually. Most things are usually very colorful. And so I just want to say that if you want to avoid that kind of thing, be sure you pay attention to the way that you're thinking. Pay attention to your perspective and how you're thinking about things. Because, and be sure to give gratitude for the things that is good in your life. You know, Brighthawk always says that we can either count our problems or we could count our blessings. And 
if you spend time being grateful, whatever you spend time for being great, grateful for and focusing on, you're going to get more of that. So might as well focus on the good stuff in your life. And if you get more of that, well, then I bet it counteracts any, any issues you might be having. Okay. And so I'm going to say, if you want to avoid this blind perspective, this self-sabotage, where we do things, we all do it. We all have things that keep us boxed in, that keep us from growing. If you want to avoid that, stay grateful and pay attention to your perspective. Okay, my friends, and please take what you like and leave the rest. It's for somebody else. And just remember, we're all in this together and the world is what it is. And, um, you know, things happen to everybody. No one has a perfect life. And people screw things up all the time. I do. I screw things up all the time. <laughs> I, I do, actually. And, uh, yeah, I think we all do. You've taught me a lot about laughing at something instead of getting angry. Yeah. That getting angry is really laughable. <laughs> Silly, and I know I'm getting it now. I'm starting to try to embrace that because I'd rather spend my time laughing than cursing, wouldn't you? Yeah, I especially laugh at people doing silly things. <laughs> oh gosh, especially that Trumpster guy. Um, oh man, I laugh at that guy. He is so stupid. I'm just like, I don't know how stupid you could be. Um, <laughs> Oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> and when I hear his stuff, I'm just like, oh, my God, he's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, someday, someday we'll hold him accountable. But for the moment. <laughs> yeah. <That was> dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could just be amused at his 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 stupidity yeah. um, and even our system's stupidity of tripping on itself and can't even hold this this idiot uh accountable for things yeah so i don't like to spend too much time on politics but that is a way to laugh at what's going on in the world mm -hmm. and i know it's sad and i know it's messed up and i get it um and you can spend all your time being upset about that you can waste a lot of energy on that um i just figure it'll change eventually they'll eventually figure it out yeah. Uh, it's not a whole lot I can do. Getting upset about it's not going to help. I vote. I do the right thing. Okay. Um, I definitely speak out, and I definitely try to help people understand other perspectives. But uh, at the same time, I also am not afraid to laugh at the idiot. You know, yeah. it's kind of like the town idiot, <laughs> right? Village idiot. Yeah, the village idiot. Village right? idiot. <laughs> Oh it's like, God. here he comes again. Oh, what is going to come out of his mouth this time? You know, right. it's like, hi. Comes flowing out of there. And the people that, the people that, um, you know, uh, that engage with that uh, yeah. is also an interesting. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about Pisces, Neptune moving direct in Pisces, I'm wondering if, you know, the land of delusion, Ulu, you're like, warp mirrors you know it's like yeah hopefully things start to hopefully i think it's gonna take um neptune completely coming out yeah so we've still got a ways to go yeah, it's not exactly yeah. a fast moving planet no 
One of the big, uh, big giants. But apparently, um, in history, of, I think it might have been uh, Rick Levine, um, he was saying that when Neptune is in Pisces, there's often like fake news and yeah. um, things yeah. that don't make sense. And illusion. Illu- illusional Mass cult. illusion. Yeah. So <laughs> it's sort of part of the energy. So, yeah. yeah so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for Soul Astrology. It's always a pleasure to do these readings and hear all of your wisdom collected over the years. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate you, Brighthawk. I appreciate your music and I appreciate your insight on the moon. And I appreciate you, Lacrosse, and your insight about animals in the moon. Love it. I think that's totally awesome. I love integrating all of our wisdom together and bringing it forward in this. Thank you, Lacrosse, for editing this video and making sure that we get it out on the platform so that all of our listeners that we're all three grateful for can have access to this program. So thank you to everyone listening. Thank you for subscribing or sharing or commenting or whatever applies, depending on what platform you're on. Please review us. Please take a moment to do that. And if you're really called to it, please take a moment to go to Anchor and support us. You know, uh, just a couple bucks a month can really change the way it goes for us. And it's a great way to show your support and know that your money is actually going to something good which would be us um and and this program and we want to keep bringing it to you and we appreciate that support so thank you thank you very much all right have a good night all right bye-bye